challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great to have you with me here on the Great Man Podcast. I love you. I love what you write to me. I love the discussions we're having. I love the way many of you are passionately going after being great men, and I'm proud of you. I want to dive into a topic in this episode that's got me lit up a little bit. And let me tell you why. I want to talk about women. I want to talk about something that happened recently that I think horribly put down women and yet was accepted by our popular culture. And the reason I think this is important for us as men is that I believe that good men should be advocates for women. We should love them. We should protect them. We should welcome their counsel. We should cheer them on and and help propel them at all they're made to do in the same way they cheer us on and help us accomplish all we're made to do. I'm a Christian. I believe that a man should lay down his life for his wife. I believe coming out of Ephesians 5, he should be the guardian coach of his wife. I believe that she has a role speaking into his life. In our marriage, we practice kind of mutual submission. I submit to Bev on many things. She's much smarter and more gifted than I am in some areas. She submits to me. It's a mutual thing, which is, I think, what the Bible teaches. And so, yeah, I don't mind bringing my faith to this podcast and saying that that I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for women in all of the roles that I hold and just in culture as a whole. So as a result, I was ticked off on February 6th when I was asked by a friend to watch a performance that occurred at the Grammys. I had been traveling. I missed the performance live. A friend called and said, you better watch uh, this certain performance. And the performance was by Sam Smith and Kim Petras, and it was called Unholy. On the show, on the Grammys, it was introduced by Madonna, and it was a performance of a song called Unholy. Sam Smith himself was in a top hat with horns. He was obviously a demon figure, a Satan figure. Uh, He was wearing a long red robe, uh, which he eventually discarded. And uh, there were lots of women dancing around in cages, in chains, crawling in a servile way up to his midsection and so on, perhaps with We were maybe supposed to imagine sex acts happening and things of that nature. I don't know. And when it was over, of course, a lot of people were very upset that this had been broadcast on international television. This demonic, unholy thing had gone out. Also, the Grammys having a lot to do with youth music. A lot of young people were watching. And here you had this evil, demonic thing. I am bothered by the presentation of the demonic in a positive way in popular media, but being near artists a lot, living with an artist who then introduces me to other artists, having studied the arts in America and especially pop culture in grad school and for doctorates and things like that. um, I'm, I'm aware that artists tend to lean to the demonic and to evil to kind of stick their finger in the eye of popular culture and draw attention. The Rolling Stones did it back in the 1960s. They did a song called Sympathy for the Devil. They did an album called His Satanic Majesty's Request. Um, They played towards the demonic. And I think it was largely marketing, although they may have been somewhat influenced by Anton Zander LeVay and others who, who, he was the head of the Church of Satan and others who were weaving the demonic into the pop culture 
uh, and the counterculture of the late 1960s. So this 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 practice of leaning to the demonic when you want to get some attention uh, and do art that's going to get a lot of media attention because people are outraged. This has history. This has legs. This has this is a bit of a tradition within pop culture. And by the way, I, I'm pretty up on contemporary music. I didn't know who Sam Smith and Kim Petras were until the Grammys. So their marketing department worked for them. But what bothered me was not the demonic side of it. Although, again, I'm a Christian. I don't like the exaltation of the demonic anywhere in our culture. But that wasn't the main thing that bothered me. What bothered me as an advocate for women was the presentation of women. Here again, you had women in cages. You had women chained. You had women on their knees before Sam Smith's demon figure, Satan figure, crawling to his midsection in a servile way. Uh, I guess we would say worshiping him or honoring him in some demonic way. Um, women had, had during the performance were shaking their various parts and they were scantily clad and what have you. And I have to say, when I watched it, what bothered me the most, already being uh, you know used to demon themes and, and counterculture music, was this presentation of women. And I wondered to myself, why would women do this? This is showing women for all the things that we've been upset about. This is anti-breaking glass ceilings. This is going to encourage more Me Too moments. This is counter to everything that we've been trying to get cleaned up in our society. And it's very much like porn. I've been very blunt with you about porn in this podcast. Growing up in Europe, uh, not being a Christian as a teenager, I saw porn. All the porn I saw was about men taking women. The first one I ever saw sticks in my brain. Sorry that it does. A man uh, began to molest a woman on the U-Bahn, the German subway, and the woman caved into it and followed him home and went to bed with him. I mean, this was the theme of almost all the porn I ever knew about. I became a Christian at 18, so my life in porn didn't last a whole lot longer, thank God. Um, But my point is, everything I've ever seen, even by accident since those days, is about a man taking a woman, dominating a woman, molesting a woman and having her give in to it. Well, no wonder we have Me Too moments. No wonder we have high school 17-year-old boys, you know, touching a girl inappropriately at the locker between classes because that's what he's been taught by Sam Smith and others uh, should be happening by the porn he sees, by maybe the pornography his dad has, you know, under the bed or something. He believes that women should be taken. Women should be in bondage. Women should be wearing chokers and dog chains and all of this kind of theme in this area. And the issue for me at the moment, I'm not primarily going after porn. I'm not primarily going after satanic music. I'm going after the denigration of women because good men, the men who listen to this podcast, the men I'm trying to inspire should be men who are advocates for women, protectors of women, constantly battling to see and present women in the noblest terms. Again, as I say, cheering them on, protecting them as their women protect them. Bev and I protect each other in all the various ways and gifts that we have. Uh, me, obviously, more physically. Her, obviously, more with her wisdom and you know investment, wisdom and mathematical skills. She has degrees in higher math, as I say. And 
you understand my point. Yeah, we protect each other and we submit to each other and we encourage each other and we strengthen each other. And that's how it should be. So since I'm a father, uh, I'm a father of a girl. I'm not a grandfather of a girl yet. I'm looking forward to my first grandchild. Get on it, kids. I work with women. I partner with women in business. I oversee women on various staffs that I have. You know that I'm always talking about Karen Montgomery, who is I basically work for. <laughs> She's my very gifted executive assistant. And she, she basically tells me what to do because she's better at many of the things that we're doing than I am. And so she says, well, you need to do this and this is what's better. And this is how it works. We help each other. We encourage each other. And I want all of these women to rise and I want all of them to achieve. That's what a good man does. And what's happening in our society, as many of you know, is that amongst a large number of men, there's an angry reaction to women I've heard it pronounced various ways, M-G-T-O-W, big toe. Somebody said it to me that way once. I don't know how the men in the movement actually discuss it, even though I've been in some of their media and and have been interviewed by them and things of that nature. Yeah, I don't mind being on their shows at all to disagree with them and what have you. But it's M-G-T-O-W is men going their own way. And it's largely men who are ticked off about women and the preference towards women in our society. Some of the men, and I've actually been interviewed by the lawyers who handle these cases, are furious at what happens to men in divorce cases. One that I'm aware of, a wealthy man married a woman who really had nothing when she came in the marriage. He loved her. He married her. He brought her in. He shared his wealth with her. She divorced him within a year, and she walked away with most of his wealth. Why? Because the courts allow it. Now, I don't want the old days where a man could let a woman go and she was on the streets. That's the way it would have been in the early 1800s. But I don't want it to be the other way around. And men knowing that that can happen are now saying they'll never marry again. Oh, I'll live with a woman. I'll love a woman. But I will never put myself under the thumb of the state again and the way a bitter, angry, vindictive woman can manipulate those laws. And I have seen it over and over and over and over. Yeah, sometimes the laws are that way. I know men who have been absolutely materially raped by what's happened in the court. So there's a whole movement of men that is somewhat against women, but basically refusing the traditional paths because of these divorces, because of being passed over in jobs in favor of women who weren't as qualified in their opinion, uh, etc. Men going their own way, MGTOW. But This is not what a good man is. This is not what a good man does. And I've said this to these guys in their own media. They they enjoy talking to me because I understand why they are heading the way they're heading, but I'm trying to call them back. And I'm trying to call them back so they don't let bitterness dominate their lives and they don't let broken relationships dominate their lives. But a lot of this is encouraged by the stuff I'm talking about, the pop culture, the porn, the negative presentation of women. Listen, A good man, the great men we're trying to build in this podcast, they are advocates for women. They are protectors of women. They are nurturers of women. They are raising women. They are calling women out. They are calling out destiny. They recognize God's purposes for women. They they want good, strong, vibrant, leading women uh, in the world, and they're doing everything they can to accomplish that. Therefore, they're anti-porn. Therefore, they're anti the Sam Smith unholy kind of presentation. Therefore, they wouldn't join a MGTOE, MGTOW, men going their own way kind of movement and thus give themselves to bitterness and a bit of an anti-woman vibe. A good man is an advocate for women. 
a good man recognize that men and women are in a partnership and they both have their roles. And I want you to be aware, especially since a lot of you who listen to this podcast are leaders of men, I want you to be aware of the cultural influences that are urging us towards even yet, even post Me Too moment, even post the feminist movement, all the stuff that we've got in our culture, still our society hypocritically is urging the denigration of women, the putting down of women, the treating of women as servile sex objects, even on one of the most popular American broadcasts in the broadcast year. I want you to look at your own history. I want you to look at the way your father treated your mother or the culture you came from. If it was a culture of denigrating women, if it was a culture of abuse, if it was a culture of women being barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen, you understand what I'm saying, putting them down, giving them limited roles, et cetera, I want you to deal with that. If you've come through your life and you've got bitterness in your soul towards women as a whole, I want you to realize that that's woundedness talking. That's a message of a wound in your soul. I want you to get help for that. A good man is a man who's whole in his soul and loves women in the appropriate ways that he should and does everything he can to cheer them on and propel them forward in the same way that the good women in your life should cheer you on and propel you forward. But to be angry, to be bitter, to be surrendering to our wounds, surrendering to our lusts, or letting pop culture continue to shape us towards a negative view of women is only going to destroy us. In fact, let me say it more bluntly, you will actually end up despising part of yourself. See, because part of who we are as men comes from women. We all had a mother. You may never have known her. Uh, Maybe she wasn't active in your life, and I'm sorry about that, but probably she was. And so part of you is, is born of women, born of your sisters, born of your wife. I mean, I am shaped by Bev. I'm shaped by the women in my life. I'm shaped by my mother who's gone now, but had a profound influence on me. Some of my primary mentors in life are women. That's the, what we want. We want to be open. We want to be open to that input. So if you despise women, you're going to despise part of yourself, and you're also going to shut down some of the counsel and guidance and leadership that God intends for your life. This is what good men do. This is what great men do. They get their souls cleaned of attitudes against women, and then they begin to live as good men should, as advocates for the women in their lives. I want you to look in your wife's eyes. I want you to think about your daughter. I want you to think about the women who are your friends and your workmates. I want you to think about them, and I want you to realize that you've got a role in their lives. Fulfill it gallantly. Fulfill it lovingly. Fulfill it humbly. Don't let porn and unholy performances at the Grammys and the general prevailing winds of our culture embitter you or shape you against being the great man you're made to be. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men. Mansfield's book of manly men and building your band of brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.